today on CityCast Denver. Fall officially arrives tomorrow, which means, um, pumpkin spice lattes. Okay, okay, of course, in a place as beautiful as Colorado, it's so much more than that. But what signals fall? And what makes us excited that the seasons are finally changing? Grab that venti PSL and get the fireplace going. Because newsletter editor Peyton Garcia and producer Aaron O'Toole are joining me to discuss everything from pumpkin patches to fall equinox rituals. Today is Wednesday, September 21st, 2022. I'm Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver. So we're talking about fall today because fall is like legit officially happening this week. There's an official date, but I think that there's other things that signal to us that it's fall other than commerce and capitalism, which is like (laughs) it's PSL season. But I want to hear from both of you, like how you know it's fall. Peyton, what signals fall to you? Pumpkin spice lattes. <laughs> of course. I, ha- I mean, but I have to be honest. That's that's what that's it is. Fair. And unfortunately, we're at a place in color like at this day and age in Colorado, the weather is no longer what signals fall. It's a million degrees. It does not feel like fall. Uh, so I rely on pumpkin spice lattes hitting the menu. So, I mean, for me, fall started three weeks ago. And I, <laughs> I love pumpkin spice latte. I love pumpkin everything. So once pumpkin, you know, flavored anything starts hitting store shelves, it's fall. I also feel though I've got some friends that are like, and my actually my cousins are like Halloween freaks. Like they live for the season. This is their season all year. They wait. So I feel like sometimes there's a little bit of pushiness from the Halloween crowd to like get to it. And sometimes I want to push back and be like, cool, well, then I'm going to start Christmas right now if that's how you're going to play. <laughs> but I usually wait until after Thanksgiving for that. But um, Aaron, what signal, <laughs> what signals fall to you beyond pumpkin spice lattes? <laughs> well, I do notice they're putting out the Halloween candy already. Oh, for so sure. So I'm, I'm thinking, okay, at least, you know, we're we're right around the corner from fall. I feel like in my neighborhood, people start having more fires outside. And so, I don't know, at night you can oh. smell a little smoke in the air. We have a couple of aspen trees in the front and the leaves will start turning. I don't know. This year they just turn black. Is that normal? I don't oh, man, know. that's like yeah, a sign. That's a bad sign. You might want to get your trees <laughs> yeah. checked out, Aaron. I would call saveatree.com if I were you. <laughs> so maybe that's um, not fall. I think, too, we get the, I mean, for me, and okay, if we're not going to do pumpkin spice lattes, it's that first cold day. And I think we had it a few weeks ago, or maybe, I mean, last Saturday was really um, rainy and dreary. And then that, to me, feels like fall. Like, that day, it was like, it was kind of cloudy and rainy and dreary, and it felt very fall, and it smelled like fall. Mm. And my sister called me, and she's like, it's fall fall (laughs) let's go get (laughs) psls and shop for halloween costumes and i think that that starts to signal a change even though then the following two weeks it was like 100 degrees but you get that first cool day of the season and it gets me excited i have to say that's what's shifted me to be more of a fall appreciator i was always a hardcore summer person but climate change really ruined that for me (laughs) So yeah. I was going to say the same thing. Now when the cold thing. weather comes in, it's like, oh, thank God. 
I never considered myself a, a fan of fall until now. Like it's you don't we don't go outside all it's summer long. Hot. We can't go outside until the fall um, and do the the summer activities that we would do. And now we, we do them in the fall because you just can't do them during the summer anymore. It sucks. Something else I want to talk about is uh, fall rituals. Um, and because Aaron, you had mentioned this uh, before the show, and I would love to hear from you what what is a fall ritual, or like what do you do to sort of bring in fall? I mean, it feels so mundane to just say it, but one of the things I really like to do, it gets me in the right mindset, is I figure out where I've packed away my sweaters for mm. the summer because I'm not going to need them, and you know, I just get them all out. You know, maybe wash them. And fold them and put them in my drawers. And that just is, that's the sign. That's the sign. I love that. I mean, we also do, Jonathan and I will um, we'll have a fire in our little um, dented metal fire pit. I don't know. It's like a little <laughs> kettle. <laughs> Fires and that's are another nice, way. though. Like little, yeah. I, yeah. that is like a, that is a fall thing for sure. You, you got to have these little things that you do, you know, as a couple, as a family yeah. um, to usher in the season, I think. So that, that's it for me. Payne, do you have any rituals? Yeah, I, I mentioned this briefly last year, and I mentioned it briefly at the top of the show. But my sister and I, um, as soon as PSLs hit the hit the menus and it starts to feel a little chilly, we we go and we order some, and then we like to walk around outdoor malls and love it. Go walk around Halloween stores, and I don't know. It just to us, for me and my sister, it's something we've been doing year for years. We've been doing it since we were in college, and that feels like the start of fall. Like that is kind of our our thing that we do. Well, and I also I'm a big like walker. Like I love walking. I love walking around malls. And I actually walk a lot with my best friend. I talked about this on the show last year. We do Wash Park, but we also window shop. And it's also kind of just this way to, I don't know, catch up talk mm. process yeah. things you're doing and thinking about and I think of this season a little bit as a transformational time too yeah you know like my birthday's in the fall so I think about like the next year ahead a little bit and so that's what I really like about fall is it's a transitional time and it's a cool way to think about like what your next what are you going to do in the next year you know I, I would say too one of our things um, that signals fall or maybe it's a ritual is you know, I've said this on the show several times, but my husband, he's a he's a real chef and our menu changes. We get really excited for the seasonal stuff that's coming out and we we put away our peach salads and our <laughs> watermelon and we we get real excited for, for Yeah, tell me more tell me more about sort of like what Willie's menu looks like for fall cuz fall foods are much more than just pumpkin. Yes, it's so, well, squash, which a pumpkin mm -hmm. is a squash, but we, um, that's, that's our favorite part of cooking in the fall is all of the different squash. So we like to use butternut squash, acorn squash, delicata squash. Um, he likes to make squash like soups that mm. we'll eat with grilled cheese. Ooh. He, he roasts them and we'll like roast them with like pecans and bacon bits and drizzle it in maple syrup and... So we do a lot of squash. Uh, it's also chili season. We I was just thinking do about that. Oh, yeah. chili. Yeah. yeah. And his work and his friends, they do chili competitions 
every year and and he's got some dynamite chili red chili recipes and we'll make a massive pot of chili and just eat that for like a week straight so we get yeah we get real excited for the menu changes this is making me think about i took this trip a couple years ago with a friend to albuquerque at this time of year driving down 285 is absolutely gorgeous this time of year and then you get into albuquerque and their chili roasting is like it's next pretty, level. Yeah, I was like, we don't have anything compared to what they do in <laughs> Albuquerque. And it's like a, one of my favorite trips to do is, I mean, I'll, I'll always go to Albuquerque, but that trip at this time of year can't be, this, all the senses, mm-hmm. smells, taste, sight, I mean, everything. It's just mm, so good. But I'm glad you brought up chili roasting because we'll share, I'll share a link to our episode from last year about chili roasting because we met up with a family that has been doing it for decades and it's it's a cool thing to even hear the sound of the chili roasting it, it, you know what I mean it's it is a signal of the season it's so interesting and Willie and I I feel like we have this conversation every year there's two different types of chilies right the fall mm-hmm. signals there's the chili roasting um, and you're like making you're roasting the chilies on the side of the road and then you're making like green chili with it or you're making um, like chili rellenos with it but then there's like red hearty like what i call cowboy chili and it's when you have like the beef or sure yeah totally Um, different and and that's i I don't know i love do you guys have a preference i'm a green chili gal myself yeah um i like i like good old colorado pork green chili myself but i agree they're they're two different very different experiences Erin, what about you yeah I mean, it's like different kinds of clam chowder. They're both good. It just depends Mm -hmm. on what you're in the mood for. Um, I can't resist trying pork green chili everywhere I go. Um, I've never made it, though. I don't know where to start. I feel very intimidated. (sighs) I do, too. I was like, uh, my dad used to make it when I was a kid, and it was absolutely delicious. But it's a process. Like, you Mm. have to be committed and patient. And I am not patient when it comes to cooking <laughs> at all, which is why I don't bake. But I was also thinking about I just got an Instapot this year. And so I'm excited oh, yeah. to try out some new recipes and maybe try to make or also I could make chili in my crock pot. I don't know. That just reminded me that's another signal that follows here is I get out the crock pot, even oh, though yeah. look, you can use it all summer. It's actually great in the summertime, but it's for something some reason. about it's very fall-like, though. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. I mean, because you're like, for us, we're making not just chilies in our crock pot, but we're making um, like beef stews and just like all of those really hearty, rich foods that you that come out of the crock pot. Yeah. That's a good one, Erin. You crave them when the weather starts to turn cold. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Well, if you, with your Instant Pot, you might be able to make green chili in under two hours. I'm I know. Just, I was thinking just, that. I was like, for my impatient self, the Instant Pot might be the answer. Yeah. One thing I had never done before, and I did this last year for the first time. So we decided to have a fall party. You know, people do Halloween parties all the time. They do Friendsgivings, which are great. We just wanted to do something a little different. So we had a fall equinox party. That was the loose theme of it. And I just decided, you know, we'll make it really easy. We're going to have a bunch of musician friends over and jam. And I'm going to make this soup. And I just thought everything I make has to be orange. So we did like a (laughs) butternut squash sweet potato soup. Mm. And it was amazing. It just tasted like fall. We topped it with pumpkin seeds. Oh. I also like the reason to get together that's not necessarily correlating with a specific holiday, which sometimes can 
make people feel like, oh, this has to be just family or whatever. I have to go spend time with my family. Not that there's anything wrong right. with that, but when you do it on like a less pressured like day, just I want to have a fall party or I want to have a fall equinox party. I think it invites people to come and, and hang and it's like less pressure. This episode is brought to you by the Colorado Wine Board. Because the wine community here is like surprisingly robust. I mean, think about Bigsby's Folly and Infinite Monkey Theorem here in Denver alone. And there are urban wineries all across the Front Range. Then there's the Western Slope, Peonia, I mean, Palisade, hello, Palisade Wine, are you kidding me? It didn't used to really be a thing, but from what I hear, it's very much a thing now. There are more than 165 wineries across Colorado to explore, and they produce all sorts of wine that reflect our unique culture and climate. So finding a label that you're going to love is easy, no matter where your adventure takes you. Discover it for yourself and support local winemakers at coloradowine.com. That's coloradowine.com. Well, I want to talk about events things people can do, stuff that we like to do that's very fall specific. Um, Peyton, resident queen of fall, what are some things that you like to do to celebrate fall or to, you know, things that only that only feel right in the fall? I'm, I'm going to get my basic answers out of the way first. <laughs> <laughs> we love, I mean, obviously leaf peeping. I think that we'll probably do a bigger episode on leaf yeah. peeping so we don't have to get super into that. Um, but not just taking the drive, like we love to do fall hikes. And again, a lot of that has to do with the fact that it's so hard to do in the summer now with it being so freaking hot. So yeah. we like to hit up Rocky Mountain National Park because the, I mean, the last couple of years we've done it, the leaves are just gorgeous. And there's something different about going really slowly. I mean, you can drive through the mountains and look at all of the changing colors and that's, you know, that's a great experience in itself. But when you're walking and hiking through those changing colors, it's it's a whole it's a whole different experience. So we like to do um, Rocky Mountain National Park hikes in the fall when all of the leaves are beautiful. I have to say, I, I won't harp on this because listeners already know how me and Bree feel about <laughs> this Park. But if you're looking for we're like the biggest to to- boosters of tourism for us, I know Park. this is um, when it's not a Casa Bonita podcast; it's an Estes Park podcast. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but if you're looking for a reason to go to Estes Park, it's great in the fall because all the elk are there. Um, they even have like an elk festival. I think it happens in October, maybe. Uh, producer Lizzie just dropped in the chat. Elk Fest is the first weekend of October. Perfect. You still have so, time. You still yeah. have time. You can see the elk and you can learn about them. Um, and then the Stanley Hotel does a lot of fun stuff of right course. around this time of, of year, too. It's perfect. Halloween. So I know that those are kind of basic answers, but they have to be said because I love them. Um, <laughs> of course, going to pumpkin patches. Do you have one that you one. like, Pay? Yeah, we've done seventh generation farms um cool. it's in Louisville the last couple of years i know anderson farms is a really popular one out here in erie um i have not done that one seventh generation is cute they've got um it's great for little kids they've got a pick your own pumpkin patch um petting Ooh. zoo or like an animal farm so you can go and like pet the goats and stuff they've got little hay mazes it's it's really cute good for yeah, kids we, okay no we like that one aaron what do you what do you like to do in the fall I love a corn maze. I just, I love them. And my favorite is 
It's in LaSalle, so it's kind of outside of Greeley in Weld County, and it's the Fritzler Farm Park. So what I love about it is during the day, it is perfect for families. You can bring the kids. You can go through the corn maze in the daylight. It's really fun. Um, They've got a pumpkin patch. You can do – they've got a whole game thing. They've got a giant slide, um, this pillow jump where you get on. It's I don't know. It's great. It's fun for the family. And then at night, they haunt the corn maze, and it is so epic. Nope. I – it is terrifying. They're (laughs) – So the corn is really tall. It's just getting dark. It's rustling in that weird way, like a scary movie. And they have tons of actors who will just appear out of the corn. Sometimes they're wearing clown masks. They've got chainsaws. You end up running and screaming the whole way through. So it's a good combo of like corn maze during the day, haunted corn maze at night. Okay. No, thank you. Exactly. I don't do that. I don't I don't mess with haunted corn mazes. No, thank it, you. It's so perfect because I've always been, I don't know, like cornfields are kind of cool, but they're also kind of scary. I just imagine getting lost in one. The Fritzler, um, it's called Scream Acres at night. There, you, you make your way through the corn maze and then there's a haunted house. There's even more. Holy cow. Yeah. Um, we did uh, an interview with um, one of those scare actors who oh, works yeah, in haunted Danielle houses. Look. Yeah, so maybe we could drop a link to that too if you're interested. She gave us the inside scoop on being a scare actor. It was I, it was fascinating. Last I would year. love I'd love to know their secret because you know, you know they're not gonna touch you, yet they still inspire so much fun fear. Yet I still cry the whole way through. I know. So. I was like, it's existential dread for me. I don't. <laughs> I won't do it. I won't. I go. My friends will go and I will just sit outside and wait the hour. To- <laughs> it's not Same. an hour, but sit in I the waste the half hour. Yeah. I just sit there because I can't do it and I don't want to be a grown adult crying yeah. all the way through a corn maze. Um, <laughs> Screaming, don't touch me. I like I like what you're recommending, though, with the unhaunted corn mazes. I don't think I've ever done that as an adult. And I think that would be fun. I think maybe I'll try that this year. Add that to my little my bucket list of all things to do. That would be fun. Yeah. I just came across the Pumpkin Harvest Festival, which is October 8th and 9th at uh, Four Mile Historic Park. And I grew up like four blocks from there. And so I always like to go back there just to be back in my old neighborhood. But this looks great for families. Live music, pumpkin patch, tractor rides, panning for gold. What a co- <laughs> what a Colorado thing. I totally yes. did that when I was in elementary school. That's right in the middle of the city. So if you're looking for something that's like city close in Denver, Four Mile Historic Park is a great option. Me and my uh, family, we did um, pumpkin nights last year. Oh, where's that? It's Adams County Fairgrounds. Um, Yeah, we did that last year and it was really fun. They've got like thousands and thousands and thousands of pumpkins of all different sizes that they carve and do art into. And um, it's like all lit up. It's kind of like when you do the like Christmas light things during, um, you know, the the winter season. Yeah. And this one is all pumpkins and it's fun. And there's, you know, there's hot chocolate, there's hot cider, there's it's it's fun. It's a fun time. It's a really good family friendly activity. And that starts October 17th and runs through November 3rd nightly at Adams County Fairgrounds. That's a really fun one. And Adams County Fairgrounds isn't that far outside the city. No, not at all. Not a bad drive at all. I love that. And um, speaking of cider, I think pumpkin spice lattes have really 
given cider the shaft. There's a lot of good cider festivals mm. um, that happen around across Colorado. That's that's something very folly too. Go and dunk for apples or You're right though that we've really we've really cut cider out of the conversation. It's been <sighs> taken over fair. by lattes. <laughs> <laughs> There's also um Oktoberfest. It oh, runs through October. So there's lots of Oktoberfests happening around the metro area. I think that's another really, that's something to me that feels very fall-ish. Um, this weekend is actually the last weekend for Denver's really big one. Um, if you haven't done that before, it's really fun. You know, put on your leader hose and, and <laughs> do some stein hoisting and overindulge <laughs> in giant pretzels. It's fun. I have one more question for you guys about pumpkin carving. Are you pumpkin mm-hmm. carvers? Are you like creative pumpkin carvers? Do you do DIY it up? Do you do the like stencil drawing ones? Oh. What uh what is your what's your pumpkin style? I'm basic. You yeah. are. Okay, I make as basic. basic of a pumpkin as possible <laughs> because my goal is just to get to the pumpkin seeds. I yes. know I talked a lot about pumpkin seeds this time last year on the show, but I love pumpkin seeds and uh, my goal is just to get to the pumpkin seed and the pumpkin is just an object that's in my way so (laughs) i carve it up i do a little some triangle eyes a simple (laughs) smile and then i focus on the pumpkin seeds i wanted to ask you when you make them do you i know you do different varieties of of seasonings but do you leave the pumpkin goo on or do you clean that off i clean it it? do you leave the goo on i do i leave some of the goo on yeah it, how, do, how does that does that like when you cook it does it like yeah what you, happens when you roast it does it taste fine yeah, it kind of caramelizes and then it makes uh, I don't it's know, like baking pumpkin it's like you're yeah. baking a pumpkin mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it oh. looks horrendous but it, <laughs> it, it tastes it's really real gross good. yeah and then you can get kind of like one giant big chip of um, pumpkin seeds so that's okay. not a bad idea yeah we'll have to try that. Oh, something we didn't mention that signals fall that I think most people think signals fall is the start of football season. Oh, of course. Duh. Duh. And even if you're not a huge football person, like I I wouldn't say I'm a huge football person, but there's like like when when my husband has games on in the background, it like triggers this like memory sense and a bunch of like nostalgia for me because like growing up, like my parents watched football. So like hearing it. Just hearing the commentators like just feels triggers nostalgia for me. Um, but that said, I'm excited for the Broncos this year. And and my fall bucket list goal this year is to watch games until they start to really suck. And then I'll probably tune out. But I was going to say, <laughs> I also think um, maybe going to a game uh, at Mile High in the like in a crisp on a good fall day mm. is kind of fun. Like even if you got to get a little bundled up, it's like a whole experience. I haven't honestly, I have not been to a Broncos game since the '90s, so I'm high. It's high time. But there's something to me about sporting events in person that make them more fun, even if you don't really care about what's oh, going yeah. on. Yeah, the, it's yeah. yeah, it's all about we. It's funny because we say this all the time. If we really want to watch the game. It's way better to do it at our house on our massive flat screen TV with all of the fancy camera angles. Like you can yeah. see the game so much better. <laughs> you go to the game, you you can't see 
anything. It's like but the you wind don't is get blowing, all the, my like, contacts are dry. <laughs> you don't get all the halftime fun and all the yeah. like, yeah. you know what I mean? The, the camaraderie. community groups that come out and do things. and Yeah, it's, it's fun. You're not, for me, if I'm going to a game, it's not to watch the game. It's for the general experience. I think if you want to watch the game, you're way better off doing it on your couch. <laughs> Noted. I'm excited now. I'm excited for fall. I'm I excited for this weather. For fall. Uh, Aaron and Peyton, thanks for joining me. Thank you. This, this was, was fun. fun. <laughs> oh, perfect. Jinx. And here's what else Denverites are talking about. In how very Colorado of us news, Governor Polis announced that we can now pay our state taxes in cryptocurrency. Axios reports that the move comes as Polis looks to encourage wider use of blockchain technology in the state. I'm wondering if this means that the state government will accept all the Linden dollars I have left over from my brief stint in Second Life. We shall see. Oh, and great news, hockey fans. Stanley Cup winner Nate McKinnon has just signed an eight-year, $100.8 million extension with the Avalanche. This is obviously exciting, but we're going to have to wait till our producer Paul Caroli, a.k.a. CityCast's resident hockey freak, is back from vacation for a more in-depth analysis on McKinnon's quest for continued glory. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell your favorite Starbucks barista about us? Rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye-bye. I forgot to mention one thing that I do, which I don't think needs to go in. But on September 21st, you have to play Earth, Wind & Fire September as loud as you possibly can. (laughs) I forget that that's the date in the song. Yeah. Because my husband, we walked out of the church to that song. Being played live. Yes, being played live by like uh, a group of our friends that created a band for our wedding. It was amazing. It was absolutely beautiful. I don't know, Aaron. That seems like a pretty important tradition. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I do love that. We don't. You don't need an excuse to celebrate Earth, Wind, and Fire, but that's a great. That's a great time. That should be it's, Earth, Wind, and Fire Day in Colorado. What are yes. we doing? September twenty first, Earth, Wind, and Fire Day. Governor Polis' new state holiday. Yep. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah. Play it right now. Go. <laughs> 